It's been very wet in Auckland. I know, I know. And uh, obviously it's been disastrously wet in other parts of the country. But it is spring. And it's traditionally a time of year when we cast our eyes around at our living spaces and think, maybe I should clean that up. Or maybe I should throw that out. Or maybe I could hang something different there. Well, Wellington architect, artist and furniture maker Gerard Dombrowski is all about new ideas in the home. He's actually quite keen on embracing the silly. And we've invited him in to share some top spring tips for livening up our living spaces. Gerard joins me now. Hello there. G'day, Jesse. How are you? Yeah, good. Nice to talk to you. I imagine it's a bit of a long answer when someone says to you, oh, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... Uh, I, I think I give a different answer each time. Got to try. Yeah, so, no. so, so I don't tell even me... know what I do, Jesse. What, what, uh, <laughs> what is your combination of talents and income string, streams and passions? Um, so I guess formally I'm a, a registered architect. Um, so that's... I try to keep that at least sort of 50% of my... And it's kind of like the underlying uh, reason for what I do. Um, and alongside that, I um, try to invent, I guess, uh, sort of design, make furniture and sort of sculptures. And much like previous guy Jacob's uh, golf trip, I actually toured New Zealand with a six-metre-long steel spoon and photographed it in all the skate bowls I could find in New Zealand. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, yeah. But can that you, one usually gets people as well. Can you explain that one more time, please? Because I think I heard all the words, but I'm not quite sure how they came together. Yeah, it does need a follow-up, doesn't it? Um, so I was at the Wellington Skate Bowl with a friend, and we were looking in there and thought it would kind of be a bit fun to make an oversized spoon, put it in there, and just thought it would be a bit of a laugh. Yeah. And then I thought it would be an even bigger laugh if I then took the same spoon to every skate bowl I could find in New Zealand. Uh, so I lived in a van for five months and toured New Zealand. And, yes, I've got this little photo series just in PDF format at the moment. Great. But one day we'll publish it into a book. But I guess it sort of sets the tone for the sort of things I like to do. So it's oh. like you take something ordinary and try to look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. So like looking at skate parks and like a sculptural artistic sense or uh, even ceramic the wire your bowls round, your bowls could be wiggly. Yeah. Um, so taking the everyday and twisting it on its head, I guess. And I'm not sure that every New Zealander has a full understanding of what an architect does or, or what an architect can do. It sounds like you in particular are interested in the detail of house design, and that includes the stuff that's inside it. Yeah. Um, I think, like, historically... Some of the more famous architects people might recognise, like Frank Lloyd Wright, he would design everything once he designed a lady's properties, um, I believe. So, kind of took it to the whole whole another level. So, I guess you, um, an architect, kind of contextualises everything, whereas somebody else might just design your house, but kind of want to match how you want to live, ideally. Um, yeah, your aspirations, what you like to do, um, things you like. Um, add a bit more intrigue into areas or yes yeah, so I think it's a bit more holistic in an overall approach mm. and, on a 
far bigger plane, I think. And I don't have uh, much of an eye for design, or, or I've got to say, probably much of an interest in it. I, I like it when something looks good, but um, but even I have noticed this sort of trend, and particularly this is here in Auckland, um, where I live, um, a trend for everything to be white and the decor to be quite spare, and everything's light and open, and uh, I might even go so far as minimalist. And I get the sense that that is not a style which you're particularly passionate about? Um, yeah, maybe not particularly. I think I like to set like a concept, sort of high, a high-level sort of idea on what you're trying to get out of it. So if the idea is that you want to live in a big white box, then we'll be hard on a white box. Um, I think I'm kind of relentless on um, executing a concept. So every decision on every scale kind of reflects back onto that. Um, but in my own work, I quite like um, natural materials. I think there was that ad just as we were leading into this that was talking about aging gracefully, and I think that sets up a tone. So, like um, timber kind of age gracefully, concrete can age gracefully. Yeah, ceramics, um, yeah. terracotta. So there's there's these um, basic building blocks you can kind of play with that. Um, give like a really nice but a very like real and tangible texture to things yeah well so, uh, big fan of real materials things that you can touch the a famous uh london architect um thomas heatherwick who's just put out a book on why our buildings are all boring <laughs> and one of his main things are texture and grit yeah. so the thing that kind of frustrates me is that if you shut your eyes and walked around touched all the new buildings, they would probably have the exact same texture on huh. every single material. So it's all flat, um, very cleanable. People um, think um, so much about colour and, and, and not enough about texture, perhaps. That's probably true of uh, fashion and outfits too. Yeah, I, I think fashion and architecture are incredibly similar. Um, maybe architecture, like, I think if you're following trends, then maybe you're going to have to replace your clothes maybe more regularly yeah. a huge amount of about fashion so i won't talk out of turn what traps do people fall into typically when they're designing their spaces um i think the basic one everyone gets wrong or often gets wrong is just sunshine i think sun is um, super important to our mental well-being and um, i think maximizing where your sun is like kitchens uh Maybe around the 70s and 80s, people, early architects were more intentional about putting those in the east so you get the morning sun into the kitchen. But I think just having an idea on where the sun's tracking is huge. Like maybe even chucking a skylight in can sometimes be a game changer or huh. taking a door that's solid and making it a glass door. Like there's some real basic things you can do to. I got a job in Wellington where we're just going to chuck a glass door where there's a solid door and that's going to make a huge amount of difference to huh. the amount of natural light you get in the space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, one, so of the, some... one of the ways you counsel people to begin is by listening to their inner child. Can you flesh that out a bit for us? Yeah, I think um, I was actually driving through a suburb. I just drove the desk to Whangarei back over the last few days. What a drive. Um, and on the way, I drove past a couple of suburbs that were uh, all grey 
in uh, Men's Isles, which we're nicknaming them Greytown. Uh, and I, I think there's that sort of sets up this idea that there's a trap that we have to design things in that if we don't design them X, Y, Z, uh, we lose all resale value. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Like a lot of beautiful old houses have um, a lot of uh, quirk, a lot of character, um, and sell perfectly well. Um, don't necessarily have to make everything grey. So I think like taking life slightly less seriously and actually deciding what you want in your space is a really good place to start. Mind a little bit. Because at the end of the day, we're still making like a series of spaces that you're going to live in, which sets up all the resale. There's a lot more to this discussion, obviously, but I think lightening up a little bit and uh, seeing what you actually want in your space versus what your real estate is telling you that you want in your space. <laughs> yeah, and, and part of that is this um, advice you give to wear your heart on your shelf, which is it sounds like you're, you're encouraging us not to hide the personal things away from your space. Yeah, I, I think self-expression is pretty important. Um, I've sort of got my collection of objects and things, and it gets bigger each year as I kind of do swaps with some people, like I swapped a friend, um, Hannah, for a painting a while ago. It's a really beautiful painting, and it's up on the wall behind me. And so now she's got a chair. So it's, there's some, some of these objects you collect that all have stories. And I think it's really nice to sort of embrace them. I think some of the minimalist movement goes a little bit too far. Um, maybe good old Marie Kondo. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't like even, some of these. Yeah. I was just going to say, we haven't <laughs> even talked about your furniture design. You were just commissioned to design a table. Um, tell me about that piece and how you got it to the client. Um, yeah, so Simon Bellbank, the curator of the Whangarei Art Museum, is doing some pretty awesome things up there. And he got in touch with me about making a big front desk. And we, so in, in a lot of my work, I've been sort of playing with these ideas of art and soft within my furniture and sculptural sort of stuff, which is kind of like taking... It started off with a steel curtain that I made for a cafe. So you're taking a hard material and making it look soft. Now, that one also had a real beautiful rhythm to it. So it's, it's nice curved, curved at the base, but flat at the top, the draping of steel. And then I sort of developed that idea into um, hydroforming steel sheets, which is where you weld them solid, like, like a bag, Ziploc bag, and then you put the water blaster into it, and then it, Deforms the steel and it kind of sets in this shape that looks like a cushion, making hard material uh, look soft. Yeah. Good fun so to I make, or just hard work? Oh, it's, oh, it's it depends on the scale. Like this desk is five and a half meters. Gosh, um, <laughs> and it was one massive hydroform, about five and a half meters long, um, which was a good learning curve because I've only really done seat cushions and um, some smaller chairs and stuff with that technique. So we're learning as we go. Uh, Exploring. Uh, So that was like it's consumed uh, probably three weeks of my life. 
but uh, I think the outcome's pretty beautiful. Like it looks like a big soft cushion, but you'll run into it and probably hurt yourself. <laughs> so. Nice to have you on today, Gerard. Thank you for the uh, for the thoughts and for the beauty that you're adding to New Zealand's uh, built world. Oh, cheers, Jesse. Been nice to chat. You Take too. it easy. Gerard Dombrowski, Wellington architect and artist with tips for um, livening up and adding personality to your home.